Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, you tell me what's happening. Life is good. Life is great, and you just don't know it's about to get better because you're my new business partner with my baseball academy in the Dominican Republic. Hello. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's looking for investors. He wants to put one up on the North Coast. And wow, we're Puerto Plata? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no kidding. I had a condominium there for about 35, 35 years. Oh, well, you know the area well, and you know also that all the MLB academies are down in San Pedro de Macorís, that area, and we need something on the north coast. Interesting and true. Very interesting. <laughs> we should talk. We, we, <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. But will David Ortiz allow it? <laughs> David Ortiz has nothing to do with this. It's nothing. All about Armando Benitez. He'd be the connect there. Oh. There you go. And uh, who's the guy who played with the Twins a long time? Uh, Nelson something. Dang it. Huh. I can see his I'll face. I'll think of it, too, before we're done with you, hopefully. <laughs> Armando <Okay>. Benitez. <laughs> I just got flooded with a bunch of memories from the <laughs> early 2000s, Bobby. Oh, Thanks. He was, a, he was a hoot. Yeah. Well, you know, when he was great, he was so much fun to right. watch. A big old bastard coming out of bullpen, yeah. man, throwing 100 miles an hour. And then he know. got to throw it at people's heads. You yeah. have brawls when he was with the Orioles. All right. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about the 2017 and uh, and what happened yesterday. Uh, if you look at you, Darvish, and Sonny Gray on the move, which one of those deals did you like better? Oh, wow. That's like asking which one of my fingers I like better. Those are two <laughs> great moves. <laughs> Uh, to teams that <clears throat> needed exactly what they got. Um, I think the Dodgers, you know, I mean, they they are in it to win it all the way. And, uh, you know, if they don't bring the trophy home, uh, it's going to be a disappointing season for them. Um, the Yankees keep building, uh, you know, with the young team that they had. They they needed Gray. They wanted Gray. They got Gray. And um, all, all's... Um, all joy in Bronx uh, and all all joy in L.A. And, and Bobby, you just mentioned it. If the, the Dodgers don't win it all with this great record and 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 the trek that they're on, it's going to be a huge disappointment. You liken it to the Golden State Warriors setting a record for regular season wins in the NBA two years ago and yet not winning the championship. I think that's what it would be um, compared to. Yeah, but you know, this is a terrific team. They're they're not only winning. Uh, during the season, they're developing young players as, as they're doing it, uh, as the Yankees are and as Houston is. I mean, they, these are three spectacular teams. I guess we shouldn't uh, leave out the Cubs either uh, as far as gr- really great young players who are developing as they're winning at the major league level. Um, uh, it, it's fun to watch. Is Brian Cashman doing the right thing, making sure that this year could be the year for them uh, with all the talent that they had in the minors? This was the first year that you're seeing Judge mature into what he is, a full year of Gary Sanchez, all these things. Do you think that this was the right time to go out and make as many deals as he has? You know, Brian's been doing this for uh, 20 years or so, and uh, he's a master. He knows 
exactly what his fan base, what his organization, and what his uh, team uh, needs at all times. And he's uh, cautiously moving in the right direction. He knows that these young players are, in fact, uh, young and that they're going to be with him a while, and he wants his fan base to get behind them. But he also knows that there's a Yankee tradition that is built around winning, and uh, it's only about winning, and that's something that the fan base and um, the organization is uh, always concerned with. So uh, somehow, some way, he has orchestrated, uh, I think, uh, the team in the right direction as often as anyone in in the history of baseball, I think he has five or six World Series rings, and he's going for another. Uh, Bobby, I don't know if you've seen a lot of Aaron Judge since the home run derby, all-star break and all that, but he hasn't been the same kid. And sometimes that's just pitchers and organizations figuring you out. And other times it's you pressing and, and maybe losing your swing. Have you been able to, to see him? And, and what are your thoughts on the struggles he's uh, been en- enduring? Yeah, I, I've watched him uh, a lot because I enjoy watching him. I think he is really really special and i think he just lost an edge you know jonesy he 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 came to the big leagues this year hoping to make the team he made the team then he thought he uh was hoping to be a starter he became a starter then he became the third place hitter then he became the best hitter in the american league then he made he made the all-star team he won the whole uh the uh, home run derby and the commissioner said he's a face of baseball boom now you have to start all over again after five days off and it's just a little tough to rekindle that flame uh, burning as, as, as bright as it was before the uh, All-Star break. So uh, I, I think it's just a little mental uh, edge that he's trying to recapture, and I think he will. And uh, as soon as he sees the finish line, you know, this, again, it's a long, long season. This is his first season in the major leagues. He's uh, starting August, which is usually the last month of a minor league season, and it's the second to the last month or possibly even the third to the last month if they go all the way at the major league level. So it's a good time for him to take a deep breath, uh, and and I think he's going to hit 60 home runs. I think his swing is as good as anyone's in baseball and obviously has a little size to go with it. Gio Jones with Bobby Valentine across the country on – CBS Sports Radio. Did you think that the deadline came and went for any team that dropped the ball and not going out and improving the team? Did anybody really miss an opportunity yesterday? Well, you know, Houston is is in a situation where they are one of the top teams in baseball. Um, there, there's no doubt about it. Their young talent is spectacular, and uh, they just have. I thought they had a situation where. You know, one one major ad, one guy to um, uh, get up in the front of that rotation, <clears throat> one of the guys that either the Dodgers got or, or the Yankees got, if they got one of those two, I think they uh, would put themselves in the driver's seat. As it is, they're, they're passengers, and they're going to have a good ride. I just don't know if their ride can sustain uh, without that really good uh, starting pitcher on the top. What are you expecting from 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 Darvish? I mean, we, we've talked about his last outing hasn't been so stellar, and he's dealt with injuries like a Sonny Gray. Well, I think he got over the uh, you know the <clears throat> Tommy John situation. That was uh, I think in fifteen, and 
You know, I, I've been around this guy for quite a while. When you mentioned I managed in Japan, I would have had three championships uh, instead of one if he wasn't on the opposition. He beat us in the final game twice, and um, I think he's as good a pitcher as there's ever been on the planet. Um, he's um, a guy that just uh, knows how to rise to the occasion and has great stuff. I think he got a little bored in Texas, and uh, he, I think he's going to relight his fire now. What do you think about where the Cubs are right now? Do you believe that uh, with the recent resurgence, uh, the all-star break and going out and making the deal for Quintana, uh, that this team should be looked at as just as good as anybody in the National League once again? Yeah, I think the Cubs, um, I think they're back in the saddle, and I think um, they are a very good team. Um, Whether or not they have enough in the tank uh, has yet to be seen. You know, talking about that long season, this is almost uh, two con- continuous seasons that these guys have had because uh, not only did they, you know, go as far as you can into the season, but then they had all the winter time time hoopla. So there there hasn't been a break for some of those guys for uh, the better part of eighteen months. And if they could kick it in gear and and keep it going, their talent can can take them a long way. Are you believing in the Nationals this year? And I think I feel like I ask that question every year because they get to the playoffs. Everyone's expecting them to finally win a series, and it never comes to fruition. Well, you know, the Nationals added three guys to their bullpen. And if they, if Dusty and that team can figure out how those three guys work the eighth and ninth inning, uh, you know, collectively to be dominant. I think the the Nationals are going to be uh, playing Game 7 of the National Championship against the Dodgers. But um, if uh, if it continues to be the same woes, if those guys are affected by the same uh, whammy that every uh, Washington National reliever has has had, and they start giving up uh, leads in the 8th and ninth inning, uh, it's going to be more of the same at the end of the season. There's so much talk about changes to baseball, whether it's pace of play or the All-Star game or all these conversations we've heard over the, the last few years. One thing I always think about is when a team is having the type of year that the Dodgers are having, you know, their reward for that regular season um, could just be home field advantage in a best of five because you know, in baseball being such a tricky game, it almost seems like a team that has that good of a regular season should be rewarded more heading into the postseason. As a manager, was that something that, that ever bothered you once they went to that system where a, a team could have this remarkable, I mean, they got 74 wins already. Uh, a team that's that good really doesn't benefit that much from that once they head into the postseason? Yeah, I think that there should be more benefit. Um, and, uh, again, the last thing anybody wants to hear here is to – take an idea from any other country especially japan but you know to um to win there when you get into the playoffs if you win the division you not only get all the games of the first round of the playoffs but you also start with a win Hmm. so the other team in the best of five has got to win three out of four where you where you have to win two out of four and um, i think that's the kind of advantage you should get if you win the division, I think it should be a distinct division. Um, uh, I mean, if you uh, have the best record in, in uh, your league, I think it should be a distinct advantage. And, um, you know, home field, just uh, that doesn't really get it. 
Bobby, uh, the, the AL Central, is, it's getting tight. The Indians and Royals, big series for the Indians right now with Boston. Uh, Boston they lost last night. Then the Yankees come to town. The Royals, though, uh, the resurgence there. Uh, what, what have we witnessed from the KC Royals? You know, I, I think uh, Moustakis has uh, given, him, given them that uh, added dimension. You know, the last time um, they won the World Series, they were a team that uh, could really – you know, take the count deep and, and get the little hit uh, during the game when it was needed. I think uh, the power that uh, Mustakis has brought to that uh, uh, lineup has been a bit contagious, and now they're, they're hitting balls over the fence uh, more regularly. That might be because of the bat or the ball because something is juiced this year, but it is a different-looking offense that uh, is a good thing because <laughs> I think they – they needed to, you know, change their identity a little to take on the Indians, and I think the Indians are a team that uh, feels they are destined. They got so close last year. They're healthy this year, and um, I, I think they have a, a, a good chance also of repeating uh, as as things move forward. Another minute or so with Bobby Valentine on CBS Sports Radio. The Mets are calling up the top prospect, according to who you talked to, in all of baseball, Ahmed Rosario, and they're going to call him up on the road at Colorado, which seems like a nice landing spot for him. Do you think that when you're dealing with a call-up of someone as highly touted as that, that when you call him up in what ballpark and where is important? It it has some degree of importance. I mean, you don't want him having his first game against you, Darvish, uh, Yet sometimes that stuff works, and I think they've been too protective of the kid. I, I think there's uh, there there must be a flaw and uh, flaw flaw in this guy's um, uh, package, and that's just a you know off the cuff kind of comment uh, uh, because they've been so protective of him. I, I think if he has the kind of talent that these young guys who have come up um, have exhibited, and there's so many outstanding standing less than 24 year old uh, players in the major leagues if he's with them uh put him put him into the frying pan you don't have to worry about how what the temperature is he'll, he'll be able to withstand it fry him up drop him into grease baby you got to make sure it's boiling too when you get him down there <laughs> let me ask you about the milestone adrian beltray uh, hit the other day, 3,000 hits. I guess he's 3,001. He had another one last night. Uh, your thoughts on Beltre and, and his career? Spectacular career, obviously. Uh, you know, he's been a, an all-star on the field, in the clubhouse, in the dugout. Uh, a, a man's man. Everyone loves him. Everyone respects him. And incredibly, um, he's the first Dominican-born player to um, – Unless you, uh, I guess, again, unless you count Alex, and uh, I don't think Alex was born in the Dominican. He's no. Dominican, but a Dominican-born mm-hmm. player to get three thousand hits, and um, you know, I, I've played and against, managed against, and played with um, some of the finest hitters of my lifetime, and many of them were Dominican. And uh, to think that he's the first to reach that plateau is, is uh, a credit, a credit to a great career. You know, we never ask you about Sacred Heart. You join us all the time, and we mm-hmm. never give you a question about that. So why don't you, uh, you know, pump your chest out a little bit about Sacred Heart and what's going on there? Well, probably the um, 
coolest thing that's happened is uh, we got our first win at the major league level. Um, and you guys should have done your homework to know that uh, uh, the the Angels pitcher three days ago was a Sacred Heart grad. They got the that got the W. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to have your research, guys, before we hang up, give you that information so you could say it, remember it, and uh, keep it forever. <laughs> forever? That's, that might be a little long, but we, I'll make sure we give him a pop. How about that? that is... Necessary to be done. <laughs> hey, Bobby, it's always great talking to you. Thanks for the time this morning. Thanks, guys. Make sure you get me my my, my boy. I'm I'll, I'm going to call in. I'm going to call in. Okay. Get it done. All right. I'll get you that paperwork on that deal in Puerto Plata. Thanks, guys. <laughs> there he goes. Bobby Valentine, <laughs> former manager and currently the AD at Sacred Heart University. Yeah. I don't even know if he knew the guy's name. Or I don't believe it. he did. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted us to do the research. Yeah. That was a nice way of yeah. trying to skirt around the issue of him not even knowing the guy's name. Yeah. yeah. Troy Scribner. Oh, the Troy Scribner. Scribner. Yeah. How did we not know that? Of course. Scribner. Scribner. And when I was had those couple days off this past week, I mean, that's all I was actually thinking of was Scribner <laughs> the entire time. So I can't believe I forgot. I just added him on my fantasy team. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> Scribs. They call him Scribsy. Yeah. That's what they do. They Clayton, do now. Clayton Kershaw and Scribs. That's right. <laughs> hand in hand. It's like Drysdale and Koufax. All right. We've got Rob Ninkovich on who's doing a oh, cool. little uh, farewell tour, if you will. Yeah. Now that he is retired from the NFL. He filed that paperwork. He's out. So we'll talk to him in about 25 minutes from now. We have a bogus update. Plenty more to get to. Keep it right here. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Childish Gambino. Yeah, man. It's an interesting name That's, for somebody. Uh, also known as something else because he's an actor. Donald Glover. There you, go, there you go. Boom. Childish Gambino. Yeah. Childish Gambino. The song is Redbone. That's right. Great song. Yes. Which is... A term for a specific type of woman, is it? Yeah, lights can, sister. Yeah. What's up, red bone? An exotic red bone. Hi, yellow. What's up, red bone? Yeah. What's up, red bone? What's happening? Red now, bone. would you do, would you do that personally if you saw one of these red bones in the wild? Would you go up and say, "Hey, what's up, red bone?" No, you wouldn't say that. Only after I've gotten to know them a little bit. Okay. Yeah, not initially. All right. No, have to establish. <laughs> Relationship first. And then you can go, go, hey, Redbone. What's up, Redbone? Going on, Redbone. What's going on, bro? Ever use that? You use that to pick up your wife, Bogish? Hey, (laughs) Redbone. Not pick her up. No. no. (laughs) But since then. You have? Yeah, just to freshen things up a little bit. What do you mind? Pop in the door. Pop in the door. It's a long day of work. What up, Redbone? Special Friday night. Feeling a little frisky. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There you go. It's a Redbone Friday (laughs) at the Bogish household. Put on a little Anthony Hamilton. We'll see what happens. Yeah, boom. Yeah. yeah, man. Oh, Anthony, make it happen. All right, Good stuff, boy. What's Put happening? on some Charlene. Now, can a man be a red bone, too? No. Can't be? All right. Just, call, just say he uh, light-skinned it. Light-skinned Light-skinned it. Oh, skinned it? Yeah. Okay. Don't call him red bone. Not a red no, bone. No, He's no. not a red Not unisex. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just a female. I mean, maybe a female can call him that. But I would know because I'm not even close to being a red bone. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. No, no, on the opposite of the spectrum. You certainly are. 
Yes. I'm just very dark, black. Dark, dark chocolate. Yep. <laughs> very black, man. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Well, yeah. I'm just, I'm not yeah. reminding you. I'm yeah. agreeing with you. Yeah. You, I mean, mm-hmm. you said it. I'm allowed to agree. I'm trying to get blacker than the tires in a NASCAR race. <laughs> yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> Is it? Goal. <laughs> Why is that your goal? Black is beautiful, baby. I know that, but I, I try to get tans. So you should try to you get tans. You did a great right? job. I'm, Man. I'm still working on it. No, it looks good. I'm still working on yeah. it. Still, I'm not as tan as I was last summer, I don't think. Really? Well, I'll Bogus get has a little tan. A little bit, you know? Mikey B still looks no, like Mikey a cadaver. Exactly. No yeah. <laughs> 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 looks like something a science class gets. Bring to... in the sample. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. What do you use? Like SPF 500 when you go out and golf? <laughs> no, I don't stays use inside. Any, I don't use any sunscreen. Really? And you don't what? tan at all? You don't to... you golf a lot? A lot. I'm a couple times a week. And you don't get any? I guess not. Skin repels the sun. Hmm. Bizarre. Yeah, it is yeah. a little odd. Check for a pulse. <laughs> Wait, do you play golf or do you listen to it while you're driving? <laughs> no, I play on oh, the do? course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, on the green. Bogus is here. He's got a sports update for us. What's going on? Hey, man, what was that before that? Because I, I've been getting grief all day. The glasses, the outfit. I think we know who's winning uh, on the glasses, I believe. Uh, one cat asked, he said, this is Urkel, what Urkel looked like when he grew up or yeah, something. Right. So, what was that Moaz said about me, man, about my, my slippers, man? Uh, they, they, you got them from a 1980s mob cruise. <laughs> Which one? Those are the shiny... No, the ones you're wearing right now. Oh, oh. Yeah, the white shoes, From the man. Goodfellas collection. Yeah, yeah no, that oh, definitely right. is. Yeah. Yes. All right, I just wanted to... Ray Liotta movie worn. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like the, the, the Scarface auction. Yeah. That's where you got it. <laughs> oh, look at you. Such a gem. You really are. Better man than all of us. That's for sure. Trying to be. Trying to be. <laughs> Thriving to be that. Oh. Better man. Uh, there's something. Ah, never mind. <laughs> Did you talk about your day on Sunday on the air or no? What? No, oh. that's for us. No, we uh, hinted at it. That's us. Okay. Man. No, no just the fun. irony. Which <laughs> it went full. It, when they go quite full. Just leave. That's between us. All right, Bogus has got a sports update. Hello, Andrew. So, guys, a panel of law enforcement and judicial experts was reportedly part of the NFL's interview with Ezekiel Elliott several weeks ago. Roger Goodell is waiting on their feedback, so he is not expected to rule on Elliott's domestic violence case this week. Meanwhile, a Cuyahoga County grand jury did not indict Raiders rookie corner Garyon Conley on any charge connected to sexual assault allegations. Conley has reportedly admitted to having consensual sex with a woman on April 9th in a Cleveland hotel. Yesterday would have been Jose Fernandez's 25th birthday. Nationals lefty Gio Gonzalez, a good friend of the late Marlon Days, before pitching in Miami last night. Gonzalez met Fernandez's baby daughter for the first time. Then he no-hit the Marlins through eight. Adrian Sanchez into the grass at third. And the pitch to Gordon is swinging a line drive into center field. A base hit. Charlie slows on Nats radio as D. Gordon denied Gonzalez history with the leadoff single in the ninth. The Nats bullpen got the final three outs, though, for Gio. Earlier today, uh, you know, had some emotions, obviously, seeing some Jose's mom, seeing his, his, his little one, seeing his whole family, so and his grandmother. So all that was a little more emotional, you know, it was just uh, 
you know, a close friend, a close family member. One nothing the final in Miami last night, hours after Washington added Twins reliever Brandon Kinsler to their bullpen. The 74-win Dodgers beat yesterday afternoon's deadline by trading three prospects for Rangers righty U Darvish. The Yankees matched that with A's ace Sonny Gray. New York down Detroit last night, 7-3, while Boston beat Cleveland 6-2. The Red Sox picking up Mets reliever Addison Reed. The Royals took a 2-1 loss in Baltimore. The Mariners rallying past those Rangers 6-4, and the A's beat the Giants 8-5. San Francisco passing Philly for the worst record in baseball now at 40-67. and They are 35 games behind the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the farthest they've been behind their rivals <laughs> since oh, the well, Queens came out of the 1946 the season. <laughs> Los Angeles will host the 2028 Summer Olympics. And Maria Sharapova won her first round match in Stanford, California yesterday. It's her first win on U.S. soil since 2015 because of her 15-month doping suspension. Sharapova is hoping for a wild card into the U.S. Open later this month. Boys. Not in Queens, yo. <laughs> Brian had one of those, too, where he had a slip where he sounded New York during the Bobby Valentine interview. I didn't point it out. Really? I, I point out everything you say or what do. What did I say? The, the word year. He said year. Like, <laughs> you did. I, we could go and find it, but it would be well, a waste of time. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. You, yeah, you, you got it rubbing off on me, dog. <laughs> like, so at the end of the year. <laughs> wow. This is unbelievable. Great accents up here. Love it. Sometimes. Yeah. There's certain good ones. There's bad ones, too. Like, there's bad Staten Island ones that are just, meh. And then certain New Jersey ones, too, are rough. Uh-huh. Rough ones. But, but there, you, and you know, the those women you went to that restaurant that one time, you were talking about, they were, they were cackling oh, very yeah, loudly. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, that was bad. Those are bad oh, accents. Oh, God, that was bad. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. Chris Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Please, they were start. they were those women were right out of central casting. Yeah, yeah that was bad. When Annoying. I saw Jersey Boys on Broadway mm-hmm. at the you know Four Seasons musical, and I had the women behind me singing all this song. Yeah, big girls don't <laughs> cry like that. That's just oh, could, could be brutal. But there's worse accents out there. There's some real ugly ones. There really are. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that it, Bogus? That yeah, I'm it? good. I'm done. All right. Been done? Remember, you get home tonight. What's up, Redbone? <laughs> what up, Redbone? How, how, how your day go, Redbone? What up, Redbone? And daddy's yeah. home. <laughs> Kids go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Me and, and Redbone. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that her Instagram name? At Redbone Bogus? Redbone. Redbone Bogus. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So... It was a big controversy on uh, why Allen Iverson missed one of these big three games. <laughs> he was busy. So so he was, I guess, he wasn't there. And then an ice cube and his folks launched an investigation yeah. into why he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And it came back that he wasn't on doctor's orders, wasn't supposed to get out of bed. That's what I saw from the... Uh, what you would call it? The Ice Cube said that, and then TMZ reported <laughs> that he was out at all hours at a casino the night before in Illinois. Yeah, partying it up. Yeah, and that whole deal—you can't lie about where you are in 2017 any no, longer. No, you can't. It's like Bow Wow saying he's on that private jet. Yeah, <laughs> he was. In That's his, right. He was in steerage. What a loser. <laughs> so yeah, man. He wow, he was at a casino gambling. He had a nice little stack of chips in front of him. So apparently he was doing pretty well. So why leave if you got the hot hand? 
And, and so he's at this casino to about 3 a.m. Then he's right back the next morning. I, I think the other photo was at 10 a.m. And he's wearing the same clothes. So he 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 been up for a while. Yeah. So yeah, that was the 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 first one I think where he wasn't supposed to get out of bed. Was that the Philly one that he missed? Yeah. So there was that one. Right. So then people thought that he maybe he'd be sick again, but uh, no, not not so much. At the casino. So he's just missing games left and right. But it's the big three. I guess if there's only X amount of games, they right. want to see Iverson. He's, he's the, the coach. He's, he's a the captain. Big ticket item. Yes. Yeah. Coach and captain. C and C, show up, man. <laughs> Not that other C, the casino. Come on. Yeah. What is up with that? Well, Iverson. He's going to do what he wants We're to do. We're not talking about practice. We're talking about the game, man. This is a game. But is it really a game? It's, it's a, a game. stupid three-on-three. He signed three. up for it. People still showing up to this thing? Is the attendance still okay? From viewing on TV, it doesn't look like many people are there. No. Or at least compared to the Because the captain and the coach is not there. <laughs> Why would you show up? I can't get into it. Was there you, – you've tried to watch? Yeah, it's awful. Really? It is bad I just, basketball? I just can't watch it. Well, we knew that. These cats are old. I mean, as far as athletes go. It's, it's difficult. You you don't tune in expecting to see any remnants of the old athlete, right? Or the younger athlete, I should say. No. And they got to jump and dunk and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're going to see the 25-year-old Iverson. Right. You don't see him. You're going to see yeah. the, the relic. Right, who likes and to go it, to the casino it, all night it, long. If you see him at all. That should be a better thing. Just have people pay to follow him around living his life. <laughs> that would That's be more, more interesting. You make more money yeah, doing that? Yeah, buy some. Right, buy a ticket to go to the casino with Allen Iverson? That sounds like a hell of a lot more fun than watching him still try to play basketball. Well, if you're not going to show up, why sign up for the deal, man? I understand. Well, you, you, you know why. why? You, you sound sign- better at the time. You, I, exactly. I was just about to say that. I get that. But you put your name on this. They're promoting it. You've got to show up. You have to be there. Yeah, obviously, but... Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to be there. And, and on the flip side, those cats, uh, Ice Cube and his partners, they should have known. We're dealing with Alan. Alan Iverson here, right? Well, they got more pub out of him missing stuff than they have yeah. with him playing. That, that may be true. This is the yeah. second time. He missed Philly. He missed Dallas. I mean, that's when we talk about this stupid thing. Mm. All right, coming up next, Rob Ninkovich. He just retired 11 years in the NFL. He's going to give us the real Bill Belichick. What's the real Bill Belichick like? <laughs> Coming up next. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Another organization in the NFL that is trying to make a decision is the Baltimore Ravens with Colin Kaepernick. And it continues to be an issue for owners because of one thing. They are afraid it's going to hurt their business if they sign Colin Kaepernick. They don't have any sort of political stand in mind. They don't care about second and third chances. They don't care about anything. About the money. It's about the money. Are people going to revolt if we sign the guy who kneeled down during the national anthem? So when you see the Baltimore Ravens who are asking their fans whether or not they'd be okay with signing Colin Kaepernick, that isn't them being courteous. What's that? What that is is them saying, "All right, if we sign this guy, are you guys going to walk away and cancel your season <laughs> tickets and stop buying jerseys, and that's going to hurt our bottom line because we're counting on you." That's what that is. It's not like, well, let's make sure that we poll our studious fans and to make sure that they're involved in the organizational decision. 
I mean, did Colin is, Kaepernick kill somebody? <laughs> did Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, brutalize uh, dogs and and electrocute them and go to prison? Did Did Colin Kaepernick do anything even remotely close to that? No. So why are you pulling your damn fans? Well, For what? I'll tell you why. Because they want to see if they're going to lose money. They didn't poll him before uh, Ray Ross. Uh, Ray Ross. Ray Rice debacle. Him too. Yeah. Yep. Did yeah. they? No. I, no, of course not. I mean, and I, I, I think that this is this is, is scared ownership who thinks that it's just going to hurt their hurt their bottom line if they bring them in. And it, this is the first thing when people say it's all about winning and they'll do anything to win. There's one thing that's more important to the owners than winning, and that's making money. Yep. And this is showing you right now. And the the stuff with Kaepernick that is needs to be said every single time is people are still acting as if all he has done to call attention to the issues he wanted to call attention to was Neil. And that's not true any longer. It's not true. He's donated a ton of money. He's There's been some outreach. He has spoken to people at all ages, kids, adults, police officers. He's spoken to people. He has done all the things that everybody wanted him to do post-Neil. Every bit of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and those people who wanted him to do that, what have they done for the cause? Nothing other than complain and try to ostracize the man. Yeah, I at this point... They're asking him to do something that they won't even do. And I don't know why we can't separate just because you wouldn't have gone about it the same way or I wouldn't have gone about it the same way doesn't mean that someone doesn't have the right to go about it that way and doesn't mean that they should be shut out of a job. And I hope this finally puts to rest the argument of this being an issue in his signing. Remember many mm-hmm. people, he's not being blackballed. There's, yeah. You know, if there's jobs open, this guy's not signed, that guy's not signed. You've got an owner. First of all, you had... John Mara come out and say that this was a major issue for his fans. Now you've got an entire organization that's asking their fan base if it's okay to bring him in because of him kneeling during the anthem, and you're telling me it has it has to do with his play? And Ryan Mallett's a better option? Right. It has nothing to do that with his play. Goofball? Everybody that was jumping through hoops to come up with this excuse and that excuse. We don't want... We don't know how much money he wants. Oh, he can't read defenses. Oh, he doesn't do this well. He can't make his teammates better. And it's interesting. They say, well, he's just won one game in the last uh, however many years. Well, it's not like he was out there one versus 11. He got 10 other cats on his side who weren't worth the worst roster. Yeah, worst roster in the NFL last year. Oh, but it's all on him. He only won one game. What about all those other cats who were getting paid to win games? Uh, they had no uh, no skin in the game. Of course they did. So it's not all on him. The people were just trying to find a reason. They kept moving the goalposts. And, and so it really comes down to the bottom line, which is money. You're afraid this is going to hurt your bottom line. As simple as that. Just come out and, and, and mention that. Uh, it's just ridiculous that a guy who's better than a lot of damn quarterbacks on rosters right now can't get a shot, and it's all because they don't agree with his protest. Well, the protest was nonviolent. The protest didn't kill anyone. The protest didn't hurt anyone, maim anyone, anything. It drew attention to a serious issue in our country. And if you're too chicken to address that issue and to be a part of the solution, just come out and say that. 
And I don't want the Ravens to come out and say it has something to do with money. I don't want them to say that because then that's just as ridiculous as what they've already doing. said it. I mean, yeah. I mean, they basically. I don't. I don't need to hear anything from yeah. anybody, but uh, because I've heard it all already. I've, what their their actions speak louder than words with this. So yeah. it, it it continues to to roll on, and I don't know if there's going to be an end in sight, um, but we'll see. We've got Rob Ninkovich on the line right now. We'll spend a couple minutes with him, just retired of the New England Patriots. Rob, congratulations on a great career. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Oh, thanks. I'm doing great. So this has been nice because you've gotten a lot of attention right now after retiring, and you put together a remarkable career when you didn't know you were going to have one. Uh, but what happens yes. next when the attention is off you? Are you ready for, for all of that? Well, it'll be uh, making lunches for my kids and uh, enjoying the downtime. Uh, with my family and friends, I think I need to take a little time to uh, to just enjoy that for a little bit. Um, I've earned I've earned that. So, um, and then you know, once I'm done with that, I'm going to move forward in uh, the next career phase. Um, I have some options, so really just trying to keep all those options open, and uh, you know, continue to build relationships with people that I already have and um, new people that I'm going to meet moving forward. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. And then definitely, um, you know, still have the opportunity to coach or do something in football, you know, because I love the game so much. Rob, have you spoken to any former teammates or uh, other friends who have played and, and hung up their cleats to get a perspective of what it's going to be like? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be an adjustment. I don't. It won't be easy. That's for sure. It's not going to be something that's just oh, it's, it's over with. You know, snap my fingers and I've, I'm completely over it. Uh, I'm sure I'll be. 40 years old watching the game and still think I can get to the quarterback. But, uh, you know, I just had to be real with myself and uh, understand that this game doesn't last forever. I've had a great run uh, with some unbelievable teammates. And, uh, you know, it's just been a true blessing. So uh, moving forward, family, friends, relationships, football, like it'll all be there. A lot easier to walk away with a championship than not, I would imagine, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I've, I've played this game. I love this game, um, but I know the the other side of that, and it's the you know your knees and your back and all the things that you know when you're squatting and trying to get ready to go. Um, those things start to bug you over time. So for me, it was taking care of my body, um, understanding that um, at some point I wouldn't be able to do the things that I did when I was 22, 23, 24, 25. So uh, now at 33, I can. Um, you know, have some. I still got some left in the tank. I can still run and sprint and do all the things I had to do in football. But now I can save some for my my kids and my future. What about the stressful mental aspect of the game? How much does that weigh into your decision? Wow. Well, I feel like I'm I'm 270 pounds, but I feel like I'm 170 because you know every year I have to you know get my mind right to where I'm competing against not only myself to improve, but the new competition that comes in, uh, the constant uh, critique of, you know, this guy's getting older. Is he good enough? Can he do it? You know, uh, people in the media critiquing, just all the things that come with football, which is a part of it, and I love it. But at the same time, when you're always the guy that's, you know, not big enough, not the fastest, all this stuff, it, it takes its toll. So for me, all that stuff's gone with, you know, and I can uh, look forward to, uh, you know, just helping people now and how I can use the knowledge that I have of football and help guys get to, you know, achieve their goals and their dreams. Gio and Jones with Rob Ninkovich on CBS Sports Radio. What's the thing you're going to miss most about Bill Belichick? 
Well, you know, I think the, the daily interactions that we have, uh, you know, it really is fun going into each week and getting a game plan and working on the game plan. And um, you can really see that each week come together and we win and the, the season, the way it progresses. I'll just miss those, those times uh, with Coach. And, um, you know, sometimes the relationship, you know, he'll come up to me and we have a really good relationship, real honest, honest relationship. He'll tell me if I'm not doing something the right way. And, uh, you know, I know I can go up to him and talk to him about anything. So, you know, having a relationship like that with a coach is, is it's awesome. Rob, you mentioned in your, your retirement uh, speech that uh, you and Devin McCourty would sit in the back of the room and make fun of Coach. Share some of the things no, you'd say. I, I, hey, I'm not saying I made fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> I said we would laugh at it. We would laugh at certain things. Okay. Um, I just got to clarify that one. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're off the we hook would, now, right? <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't laugh at him. We would laugh, you know, with something he said or, you know, because Coach, um, he doesn't express himself as much um, as he does to us. He's funny, like he's a comedian, basically. The things that he says is wit. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun, and I'll miss that too. I'll miss uh, sitting back there with Dev. I've been next to him for eight years, and we, we had a blast. You got a TV job yet? Uh, uh, right now, I'm, uh, I'm making my rounds at ESPN. I'm um, just, you know, doing some shows right now. Um, I feel like media is not something that I can close the door on because I've, you know, built relationships, and I think I can, you know, do something in the media area of, you know, just making the right decision for my family. Do I want to stay local in Boston and do, you know, Boston media stuff, or um, would I travel a little bit more? So I think right now it's just taking some time, uh, you know, keeping those relationships. Um, and taking some time with the family, and then I'll figure that out at a later date. Well, don't lose our number because Brian's moving to Puerto Plata to <laughs> open a baseball academy, and I'm okay. looking for a new co-host. So, all it, right. It well, could... hey, keep me in mind. I'm, I got some wit. I can. I can be funny. I can do whatever you need. So all right. Perfect. Damn. Uh, yeah. Just go give my job away yeah, like that, it, man. It's not. It's not up hey, to me. Man, you got a. Co- you got a yeah, baseball clinic. You Hit, yeah, get out. Soft toss, I get it. I get it. I'm a former linebacker, not just as good as you, though. <laughs> hey, Rob, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. Congratulations. Enjoy your retirement. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Have a good day. You too, Rob <laughs> Ninkovich. Thank you. Hey, wow. I need to think about the future. Man, I see. Just drop me in the grease. Damn, bye. You told me you were moving down there. I didn't say that. I said I'm starting a new business. Mm, all right. Ninkovich can wait then. Another five years. <laughs> Gio and Jones, have a great day. CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.